This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Dr. Chuck Weber joined the military when he was just 17. He signed up for two years, only wanting to serve the minimum amount of time required to qualify for college grants. However, that plan quickly morphed into a 27-year-long career. During that time, he became a psychiatrist and was deployed to Baghdad, the capital of Iraq. I was the only psychiatrist for 40,000 people. And so what I did was teach. I did a lot of force multiplying. I, I would, when I'd go to a FOB or Fort Operating Base, there might be just maybe one doc or maybe no docs and just teach them about some of the things to be most concerned about. When I'm traveling five days a week outside of the wire, there was no way that I might not be back to that next place for a month. And so I had to do everything that I could for that place, seeing the leaders, took care of a lot of leaders, chaplains, or majors, and then also other providers, take care of the providers, and then they would take care and force, multiply, and augment, and take care of that whole unit. Weber views it as leaving a piece of himself with each unit, so they didn't have to wait for him to finally make it back in order to have access to mental health services. In addition to being spread so thin, Another challenge to bringing counseling into the military is the stigma. A 2015 paper published in Epidemiologic Reviews estimates that 60% of military personnel who have mental health problems don't seek help. It could be initially like, no, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to a shrink, a shrink or a wizard. The wizard is because they would send us a suicidal patient and remarkably they stopped being suicidal after talking to us for a while. It's not magic, but there is something to making a difference for the mission to do what we can to help the soldier, their family members, and also the mission. Fortunately, there have been movements to recognize where the stigmas and barriers to care stem from and fix these issues. For example, many active soldiers and veterans alike are more likely to seek help if the professional also has military experience. I think that you can get that buy-in because I was a soldier first. So I had badges and expert infantry and I was a airborne air assault. So I had things that gave me a little credence, you know, that I was a real soldier once. But Weber also believes that professionals don't have to have similar experiences to their patients in order to help. He says the baseline that's needed is building rapport through a skill called cultural competency. This is the ability to recognize and understand people with different experiences, backgrounds, and beliefs. I think those barriers go away with rapport, right? And so building that rapport, knowing that we are here to reduce your suffering. I mean, I'm also addiction subspecialty, right? I have never done heroin, all right? But I take care of thousands of heroin patients. I don't have to do that in order to understand. Now, if I had struggled with that, would it give me a little more credence or a different perspective? Of course. But this is where I, the, the cool thing with the military, too, is we're a slice of society. So I have grown up in the military with all different cultures, all different races, all different perspectives, and then seeing them as my brothers and sisters. You care about them because of what they bring to the table, what they're doing for the mission, and then you, they got your back. And I think when you express that in a culturally competent way, anybody from any background 
that kind of agape love and that kind of caring comes forward. And I think that's really what builds rapport and it, it brings people to a safe place. Weber needs to practice cultural competency in his own career because just being a veteran doesn't mean his patients will automatically want to open up to him. And what about when he's helping the family members of a veteran? He needs to be able to empathize and build a rapport with them, even though he was always on the other side of that experience. In fact, Weber's former position working as chief of behavioral health at Fort Carson in Colorado opened his eyes to how mental health obstacles don't just affect soldiers and veterans, but their families as well. So I was in charge of a couple hundred people and like the whole market was about 150,000 lives. But they only give me the resources to really take care of the soldier mostly, right? I had a very small, like 20 of those people. So 10% of the 200 were caring for the family members. So they were always sent out to the network. So no access, no care. And if you don't take care of the family, the soldier, the sailor, the airman, the Marine, they can't focus on the mission. And so it really was a detriment to the mission. Weber tried to advocate for change and increase the family's access to care, but he says his requests weren't answered. In fact, he himself had trouble getting help through the VA system. I tried to seek care with the VA because I'm a vet. I'm going to go disabled too. I've got a couple of spinal fusions, but the access to care there was so difficult for me, you know, even as a doc and so laborious, I, I just kind of gave up and I continued to kind of pay my own way on the outside. Now, I'm more blessed than I deserve, but you wonder some of those veterans that don't have as much means, don't have as much access, that might be their only care system. Every administration has talked about changing it or fixing it, but they get new nice buildings, but they don't change the system. And so hiring to accessing to care, to delivering care, the thing is that the VA is filled with great, great Americans, great patriots, great providers, but the system has put those places in place. So there have been barriers. So instead, Weber created the Family Care Center, a mental health care provider with a special focus on veterans, first responders, and finally, the families of military personnel. If you can imagine all the statistics, you know, for a broken family or a single parent, you know, as far as there's more social determinants that are bad, right, that are negative. There could be school dropouts or drug use or crime or, you know, just a whole bunch of aspects that is a cascade. But if you can imagine, one, you're not getting paid very much. You've taken away your spouse, your loved one, sent them into war or in the most adverse area. But now with the Internet, you're able to talk you know, a little bit more frequently, but unable to do anything. I mean, that feeling of powerless, you know, both for the soldier, sailor, airman, you know, marine, and then the family member frustrated that you're there, I'm here, I'm struggling with all those things. It is like a single parent, right, again. And so almost some of the same statistics, number of primary care goes up, behavioral health and suicide goes up, substance use goes up. All of these things kind of happen for that family member. And it's not just the spouses that are affected. The children have more difficulties. The children have more anxiety. The children have more mental health needs. So there's a whole cascade of, without focusing on that, it just, on that whole picture, that is how we can take care of that mission. You know, that soldier, sailor, airman, marine, they cannot focus on their mission if they are worried about not being able to pay the bills and the broken pipe and little Johnny, you know, got suspended from school, right? And, and there's that whole cascade. If they knew if we can take care of them, 
Now they can focus on their mission. Now they know I'm okay. Weber has been able to combine both his military and medical experiences to offer holistic, comprehensive care to our nation's protectors and their families. You can find more information about Dr. Chuck Weber and all of our guests on our website, radiohealthjournal.org. For more behind the scenes, follow Radio Health Journal on Facebook, Instagram, and X. Our writer producer is Kristen Farah. Our production manager is Jason Dickey. I'm Greg Johnson. Hey, it's your girl, Lonnie Love, and this segment is brought to you by Metamucil. Are you ready to take charge of your digestive health? I know I am. That's why I'm teaming up with Metamucil for the two-week challenge. Metamucil's 4-in-1 fiber helps promote regularity. Unlike many fibers, Metamucil's psyllium fiber gels to trap and remove waste from your digestive system, helping you feel lighter and more energetic after just two weeks. Try the Metamucil two-week challenge today. Learn more at metamucil.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal. They knew the nuance of tuberculosis, how it ebbed and it flowed, how in the morning somebody would wake up feeling okay, and by the afternoon their voice might shift a little bit, and then the evening they hemorrhaged. Revealing the black nurses who helped in the fight against tuberculosis. But first, what is a woman worth? If this were a cancer that hit men and we had a vaccine to prevent it for the last 17 years, would it still be happening at a rate of killing a woman every two minutes? All that and more on Radio Health Journal. I'm Elizabeth Westfield, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. We have fewer people who are certified in those positions that have historically been challenging to staff. There's a reason more students are failing proficiency tests in key subjects. Then... We have a president that has followed an authoritarian playbook with someone that comes to power through elections. But once in power, he's turned his back on these basic democratic guarantees. Mexico will also be electing a new president this year. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. Thank you for joining us this week and every week as we break down the science stories you need to know. You can find all of our past segments and guests on our website, radiohealthjournal.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and X for daily content. And tune in next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.